0: Hello there, this is Real Life Moms by Laura Hurd, and I am Laura Hurd. Today is Tuesday, October the 16th. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today we're going to be talking about regression in children with autism. So the reason I wanted to talk about this topic today is because my own son, who is five years old, and has autism and sensory processing disorder, and apraxia. And he is currently in a regression period. So if you're listening and you have a child with autism, you may know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're listening to find out more information about children and autism and what this means, then thank you so much for being willing to understand the children on the autism spectrum. So the longer that I study my child and I'm able to care for him and of course just be his mom, (laughs) that I learn these phases. So when he was younger, he would go through regression, but at the time I did not know what was going on and they the regression periods would last anywhere from two three weeks, maybe just a little bit longer, but honestly, they felt like forever. so what would happen in a or what happens because it's pretty much the same thing that happened before when he was younger, and now it just. As he progresses more and more, it's not as pronounced. Um, Mainly because he he his mainly because his communication skills have gotten better, and even when he's in a regression period, he's still able to communicate. So earlier, when he was younger, and he would go through these regression periods, and I had no idea what was going on. He would lose he had very minimal communication skills and his receptive and expressive language was very minimal. If, if it existed at all, depending on how far back (laughs) we're talking about. So it would be screaming, more screaming and frustration and, and slamming doors. So now thankfully the regression when he does go into a regression period it's not I don't get as much as of the screaming I do still here and there if he gets upset enough <clears throat> then he will kind of act out and just holler <laughs> I don't I don't want to say screaming because of w- what I'm comparing it to when he was younger so it's more like he's just hollering <laughs> is that a southern word <laughs> so i hope that that makes sense to anyone that's listening that may maybe not from the south so so when when my son regresses now he it's this past time it was pretty amazing because i was able to see it almost immediately it was on a Tuesday and I remember that because I could not believe just how I was able to pinpoint it this time because and that is a huge blessing to be able to understand my child enough to to be prepared because when you have a child with autism oftentimes you there's no preparing it's you know you're living moment by moment day by day <clears throat> so whenever I was able to pinpoint that I felt like I was in some somewhat some kind of control so that was very exciting so I could prepare mentally and prepare my heart because the regression periods are very hard and some of the behaviors I'm I'm going to just talk about these that come along with the regression periods so Immediately on that Tuesday I noticed my son was zoning out and he kind of withdrew more. Um my son autism is a, a highly social disorder because children they would prefer to play by themselves. They would prefer to be in their own world. And that's where lovingly stretching them comes in. So um my child, I noticed, was just kind of slipped into his his little world. And he was stimming that day on. He was watching more videos where he was stimming. And he does different activities when he stims. If you don't know what that is, feel free to, to go look that up. It looks different. There's different types of stimming. Um, and th- in his case, he would he gets really excited watching trains and he, he flaps his arms, mostly his wrist and his hands and watches the trains. And that's part of his stimming. And so I noticed he was zoning out. So not only that, but he becomes more rigid. He's already an extremely rigid child. If you do something one way the first time, that's the way he expects it done every time. And that's kind of what I mean when I'm saying rigid. He has a hard time varying from a process. So when he is in a regression period, that becomes much more tighter. So something that maybe he has done one way and then we've been able to help him adapt to do it another way that may be an easier way or maybe just shown him another way to give some variation. Well, he regresses back to that one singular way, and if you try to do it another way, then he has anxiety and he just can't handle it. So and speaking of anxiety, when he goes into the regression period, his anxiety is worse and he has a harder time coping with situations, maybe situations that he has put, been put in before, but especially Any type of new situation during these regression periods are much more harder to come by because of his anxiety. And he is less willing to go into a new situation. And even if he allows to be placed in the situation, he shuts down immediately. So another thing, another part of the regression is that he is less able to redirect himself or I'm less able to redirect him. So for an example, if he's doing something and I say that he's not supposed to be doing, then I say, Miles, don't do that. Or no, or some type of of negative response to a bad behavior or something he's just not supposed to be into. <laughs> so he has a I'm just gonna say a mini meltdown compared to what they used to be, they're not as bad. Um, So when, let's say I tell him no, and then he just completely stubs up and sometimes he'll run to his room and slam the door. He's not completely gone away from that from when he was younger. So he just can't cope with it. And he cannot redirect his thoughts and go on to something else and play with something else. He it, he has a harder time doing that. And so that's what I mean when he is less able to redirect his thought process and an activity that he's not supposed to be doing and I say no, let's do this. He just shuts down even if I offer him an option. It's it's not good because he just he cannot redirect and i mentioned earlier in the podcast about his receptive and expressive language and those skills diminish they do not completely go away at this point thankfully and like i said that is a huge blessing because there was a time when my son could not point he could not even shake his head yes or no and it was very it was a very big struggle <clears throat> for both of us so During the regression period now, the language, the receptive and expressive language skills diminish and it just becomes harder to communicate with him with things because he he kind of withdraws within himself and he's more, he's just more withdrawn and it's just hard to kind of pull him out of that. And so... Because I have learned and been able to pinpoint just this past time, I'm praising God for that. I know what to expect. I know that I need to be more patient with him during these regression periods. I need to be more patient with myself because I do get frustrated because something's not going the way that it normally should or would, or it's not as easy as it was before a regression period, and the coping skills for miles have they diminished during these periods. so it's just a lot more chaotic and um, not only that, I do want to mention some other behaviors that I have seen as I follow along other families that have children with autism on social media that <clears throat> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Um the behavior like hoarding and Miles falls into that regression period and he likes to collect little piles of things and he will become more destructive and he will tear something apart just to see how much pressure it can take and then once it's broken he feels better and so a lot of destruction and hoarding And just behaviors like that that I see are heightened within the regression period. So, what can you do when your child is in a regression period? And I've asked myself that so many times because you feel so helpless during these, these, these times. So, what can you do? Um, You can ride the wave. And like I said, just be patient with your child. Be patient with yourself and understand that this, this is not a permanent phase. And stay hopeful. You can be hopeful in remembering the previous regression periods as they've grown older. And I don't know if with my son... Whenever he comes out of regression period, he is he has a language explosion. And it seems like it's just he has this, this explosion of receptive and um expressive language skills. And that's one other thing that I I'm hopeful about that I know that not only it's gonna end at some point, two or three weeks, but not only that, that his whatever his body's doing when he does, goes through these phases, that when he comes out of them, it's he's just more able to learn and express himself. So it's, you know, it's a good thing. And, you know, when you're trying to be positive and hopeful, and you have to be. And um, so what else can you do? Well, one other thing that you can remember is that God is with you. Because the tunnel seems like it, It's so dark and so long, at least for me, because you know what your child is capable of. And just to see them struggle within themselves, it's very heartbreaking. And the days can get long during these times when you have that lack of communication. And so just remember that God is is still there and with you during these processes. And, you know, if you're having a hard time and a hard day, and this is, I, I struggle with this, but I encourage you, if there's someone in your life that has offered help before, go to them and ask for help and say, you know, I, you've offered me help and I need to take you up on that <laughs> now. And take a break and don't, and just get out of the house. Let your husband or your your mom and dad or a neighbor or a friend Come to your home and sit with your child if that's possible. And even an hour or two and just take a break. And that is going to help you be able to cope with the behaviors that your child is trying to cope with. And again, just be patient. Be patient with yourself. Be patient with your child. And be patient with the regression process. So thank you so much for listening. I hope some of this has helped and maybe it's even opened a door for you to realize maybe your own child is in a regression period or has experienced regression periods and you've not really known what what it is. And hopefully now you can take this information and move forward and and Be able to cope more when it happens and say, well, this isn't going to last forever because I know before it seemed like it was never going to end and I didn't know what was going on. So I hope, I hope this helps someone today. And of course, you can always listen to Real Life Moms by Laura Hurd on Spotify, on Apple iTunes, Apple Podcast, or Anchor.fm, and you can even support this ministry and this podcast by going to Anchor.fm and Real Life Moms by Laura Hurd, and there is a, a little button at the top of the screen that you can press, and you can... You can give ninety nine cents a month. There's an option for $4.99 a month, and there's even an option for $9.99 a month. And I do want to thank my supporters that are already okay, that are already supporting this ministry. And it's it's a blessing to know that you are supporting and listening. Um and again, I just hope that this helps. Mm-hmm. So um one other thing I do want to mention is that if you do have a child with sensory needs of any kind, I have started putting together sensory bins, and those are available on Etsy. And the okay, name of the shop words. is Sensational Bins, and hopefully that, that can be a, a, a type of tool okay, that will help words. redirect your child, whenever they're, they're during these regression periods. I know we have taken complete advantage of our sensory bins. So thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week.